Hello and welcome to the Spit Grades Fright Fest Special. Faye's already laughing, I'm not sure if that's just the, uh, the booze or the sleep deprivation. No, I would say that's because our special guest today was literally clutching his pearls. He's literally... Just, just when you get rid of one over manic gay man, another one comes along. <laughs> Welcome to our special, special guest, Soho Festival programmer, Mitch Harrod. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry for breaking the fourth wall and laughing there, but that That's whole fine. that whole radio voice you just switched on. <laughs> it was porn smooth. <laughs> You're not used to this one. I'm not no. at all. No. <laughs> You went from Builder from Rotherham to Pamela Anderson in two seconds. It was great. A little bit turned on right now. Oh, welcome to Jazz FM. <laughs> oh my. What are we, we doing here, Chris? Well, we're in this palatial breakfast studio. <laughs> breakfast studio. Yes. Yeah, we, we do have to apologise for the echo. Um, we are currently in the hotel breakfast area. Because it's not really a restaurant, is it? It's a breakfast area. Bespoke Glasgow studio. Yes. (laughs) So there may be some background noise of people moving around, cleaning stuff. For which we do apologise. But we've had it cleared by people, so that's fine. Yes. Just in case anyone walks through. (laughs) What are you doing? I thought you meant in case they're listening. Oh, no. (laughs) For legal purposes, if you are listening, we have this cleared by the reception manager. I'm not that concerned. (laughs) That's fine. Um, so yeah, we're here today to talk about the lineup for Fright Fest and just go through it and just yeah. say what we thought. <laughs> yeah, we've just recovered from two and a half days of films, frights and yes. alcohol. A lot of alcohol. A lot of alcohol, as is always the way. On on some people's part more than others. I'm not looking at you, Mitch. I'm side-eyeing you, but I'm not looking at you. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> You were drinking, well, everyone was drinking with Joe Bagos before it was the one interview. whiskey. It was one whiskey. I think it was uh, just for explanation purposes um, before VFW Joe Bagos was handing out shots, and Mitch ran, <laughs> <laughs> ran to the front, pushed people out of the way. Yes. Make sure you've got that whiskey. It was that gif of the whole family where they're like, get ready, get ready. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a drink come up so quickly before oh, it's gone down. Mate. I thought I was going to puke right <laughs> there on that stage. Your face. <laughs> it's fucking gross. So, yeah. Don't anyway. do gym for you. Don't drink, kids. Don't drink. So, um, should we look at the first films of the Thursday? Because we didn't see them this time now, yeah. but we have seen them before. So, yeah. Everything kicked off on Thursday, the 5th of March. Should we mention... The live podcast, yes, that we attended. Oh my gosh, yes, that was the that was the Kickstarter to the night, yeah. wasn't it? That was... strong language and violent scenes. Yes, by, very fun, um, very fun. Two fake betrayers, no, of a faux podcast, no, far <laughs> inferior to this one. I'm not. I'm not going to sit. It, I mean, I'm assuming you're linking that with Film Connection, and I'm not going to sit here again and have people slag off Godzilla. No, I'm oh. slagging off the podcast. Oh, you've just been horrible. <laughs> that's not they're fair. rivals. That's they're, they're, not fair. they're stealing our fans. I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> they do they do the best they can with what they've got. They do try. <laughs> they do try hard. Bless them. No, but uh, an amazing audience turned yes, out. Yes, yes. Uh, sold sold out. It looked like pretty yeah. much standing room only. Absolutely. Yeah. Love, lovely. This, the, that's the strong language advancing podcast. We should yes, yeah, confirm uh, from, from Mitch Bain and Mitch Bain and Andrew Stewart. Yes, lovely guys, um, and it. If you don't listen to the podcast, which I'm assuming you do, because why wouldn't you be? Um, they defend a film every 
episode and uh, this live show were included Graham Graham Hughes, Graham Hughes director of Death Locker. Locker. Yeah. And his choice was Godzilla ninety eight. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Mm. And I, I it was horrible sitting there having people laugh at Godzilla. <laughs> Because I adore Godzilla 98. I don't give a toss. I love that film. It's brilliant. Do you think Mr. Hughes successfully defended it? Yes, but I don't know. He seemed to be getting swayed by the end. I think that's peer pressure. Yeah. I kind of want to see a flip book of still images of just his shoulders slowly sinking (laughs) throughout the runtime of that podcast because he was battered into submission by not only the other podcasters but the entire audience. Oh, great. Yeah, that would be fun to see. Yeah. <laughs> but that was super fun. Really, really yes. great way to kick it off. It was. Um, and then that rolled into the official opening film, which was Synchronic. Mm-hmm. And as you said, Faye, we didn't watch it this time. Yeah. yeah, we saw it at Sally Lloyd. And uh, this time had an alternate ending, which we didn't get to see, sadly. <laughs> yeah, so, and alternate opening. Full, full, full recut, apparently. From what I've heard, um, Andy Mackie turns into an octopus. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. And he just goes on a rampage around cities. It's a bold mm. choice. You know. I heard they um, used a hologram of Rick Mayo instead of Jamie Dornan <laughs> for the rest of the film, which, I, again, yeah. I'm Interesting. Give them artistic licenses, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, but, but Peppa Pig is still in it. Oh, God. So oh, they didn't God. edit yeah, out her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. What were your thoughts on Synchronic, then, from if we can cast our minds back to I, October I, where we saw it? I really enjoyed Synchronic. It's very good. It's very much a studio pick, though. That's the only issue... It's a big um, you, budget. You can see that the studio got involved with the film, which is why I'd quite like to see the re- quite like to see the recut at some point. I think that's more to Justin and Aaron's vision I think than yes. what was released. I think yeah. the ending is yeah. I think the the original ending was very much <coughs> the studio going no, you're gonna have we don't we're not gonna end downbeat. This is gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. And the new cut ends it as as I actually originally planned. Yeah. Yeah. Your mm. thoughts. It's, it's it's an honest space. It's yeah. the uh, this is a safe space. Safe space. Um, it's uh, I'm a massive fan of Benson and Moorhead. If mm. this for me is kind of the the lower rung. Oh, I think I preferred I preferred their VHS viral entry. Oh no, it was good. It was the skateboarding one. With oh, the that skulls. was yeah, sorry. That was good. That so was a great one. Just yeah. by virtue of how much I like the other films, mm. which I think maybe I hold this. To a higher petard, is okay. that a saying? I don't know. Hold it by their petard? I literally said before this started, you were going to bring the big words. Well, and I you've am. started you've already. They <laughs> might not be petard. real words. It might not be a real <laughs> um, But just by context of loving the other film so much, mm. um, I think this one maybe, um, I went into it with a little bit higher expectations. Okay. And like Chris was saying, it is, it's, a, it's a studio picture, it's a bigger budget, and for me it was a little bit like they'd rounded off their edge. Right. I like their weirdness, and this one didn't feel weird. So it felt like it was playing it too safe across the board for okay. me. Um, it's again, it's a solid film. It's a, it's a three out of five. Mm. So, All right, yeah, Fair. I'll take it. Fair. But like I say, we haven't seen this new cut. No. It might be fucking phenomenal. Okay, maybe. Um, a film that is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I see. I see the. Yeah, uh, I did there. Well, well, sleep that's lens. called a that's called a smooth segue. I like that segue. It's even smoother when you call it out every time. <laughs> What is, what is fucking phenomenal is Death of a Vlogger. It is phenomenal. Which, out, which is having its Scottish premiere, I believe. Uh, yes. Or something in Scotland. Yes. Um, which we saw at Fright Fest last year. We certainly did. My film of the festival last mm-hmm. year. Absolutely phenomenal. By far the scariest film of the festival. Oh, definitely. Certainly. definitely. And, and yeah. of this festival as well, yeah. I would bargain to say. I of all the films we yeah. saw subsequently, nothing was as scary as this one. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll come to that then. We will come to yeah, that yeah, in yeah. a bit. Um, De- Death of a Vlogger, it, because it's so simple... It works so well. You don't need fancy 
fancy trickery. Everything's like most of the time in one shot. So it's you picking things out rather yeah. than things being thrust in your face. Death of a Vlogger is about a young man, Mr. Graham Hughes, played by director Graham Hughes, um, who has eye surgery. He is a vlogger. He, he puts shit on YouTube and he has eye surgery and decides to live stream it and spooky shit happens on his live stream. So he starts to investigate it and mm. scary things arise. Fiend. Is he doing they, it? Yeah. yeah is they, he faking it for the client or is he actually being haunted? They spiral out of control. We see the rise, rise and fall and rise again. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, I mean, it's it's one of these things that's been done before. I think it has, the tale is all this time. Um, but Done so well. Yeah. And so genuinely scary. Um, real nice echoes of Paranormal Activity, Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo. Um, yeah, I loved it. It's fantastic. And it's... I think Graham Hughes is so charming and likeable in oh. the lead. He carries it. And yes. is, is uh, his best friend, I can't remember her name. Annabelle Logan. Um, she's incredible in it as well. Mm. She's really, really good. Everyone plays their parts. Um, as if it was real. They play it straight, uh, which is kind of what you need, isn't it? Yeah. You know, they play it like you have not seen this before, I which mean, makes it fresh. The cynic lady in it, she's quite gleeful in trying to she's prove really nasty. wrong. She's, she's nasty. She's nasty. I don't like yeah, yeah, I mean, really like her. Nasty. I, I, just, I, I was really taken by how horrible she actually was to him. Yeah. yeah, yeah to yeah. the point where even when he went away to get himself better, she wasn't... She, there was no letting up on him. No. <laughs> but that's, sorry, that might be a spoiler in the film, but mm. there'll be a lot of spoilers in this, I imagine. Yeah. So. A spoiler warning. Yeah, a lot of spoilers. Yeah. Shock so. alarm. Sorry. Yeah. If you come to a film you do want to watch, we'll, we'll give a spoiler warning before. Yeah. I think that's only fair. So but... basically, if, you, if you've gotten this far into the podcast, you now need to know, don't listen anymore. <laughs> Go and watch all of these <laughs> yeah, 11 films and then come back in three to four years' yeah. time when they're eventually released. We'll try not um, to do spoilers. The thing with Death of a Vlogger is, you get that load into him and the story again. All the jumps work exactly as mm. the same way the second time around. Yeah, yes. yeah, which is quite remarkable when you know what's coming. I forgot there were several. I forgot there's several of the several of the jumps coming into that. I was just yeah, yeah. So just oh my god, yeah. And super relevant nowadays. I like that it's not preachy about using social media, no. but it shows kind of the damage that that can do. Yes, um, just as much as losing your mind because you think a ghost lady is. Keeping you in a stairwell. Yeah, which one's more dangerous? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so definitely vlogger, yeah. check it out. Yes, definitely. Coming out this summer, I believe, from One Hundred One Films. Not on, uh, yeah, not, not on physical not media, physical media streaming. sadly. No, but you'll be able to get digital it. download. Yeah. <laughs> Following um, Thursday night, where we saw no films, um, mm. we go into Friday, where we saw all the films. We, yes, we did all the films. <laughs> all that day. of yes. the films. So Friday is what kicked off properly. It started off with a short called Cubicle. About Which, the lady who um, finds out she's pregnant and there is a dead body, a a murder, or is it in her own head? Because mm. we we don't find out. A yes. time a time crime scenario. A time crimes, yeah. Lady yeah. stuck lady stuck in a cubicle. Yeah. And I think as as kind of like small budget shorts go, it's really yeah. effective. I'm not yeah. sure. Works well. I'm not sure when she said when she was the director before was saying where it was about loss of identity and having rape. I'm not sure how <laughs> she, she was really dreaming off. She's like sexuality, uh, mental health awareness. Yeah, I'm not sure how Did she you know got all the boxes. I'm not sure how she got any of that from her own short. Yeah. I think it's people's interpretation and you know. Yeah. I'm no one to say how you should interpret something. <laughs> no. No, I'm just saying that I didn't get Yeah, men, the mental health bit, that's fine, but the whole loss of identity and that part of it I well, don't she discovers she's pregnant and the thing is when you become pregnant as a woman 
you do lose your identity because you are now living for that child, but that's not something you'd understand with a penis. No, that's, so that's fine, but I'm not sure how then a sudden dead weird ghost body in the next cube girl is supposed to tie in Because the baby's that. killed her. The baby's killed her old body. That's the point. Oh, didn't you get that? I, I got that. I don't, <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's clear enough in any way then. So yeah, that was a, a lot of discussion for a four-minute short. Well, <laughs> probably no one's ever going to say. Um, was another short called Live Forever, which was a really, really wonderful Swedish short, short yes. film that was a musical and an homage to all of the victims that don't make it to the sequel. It reminded um, me of the, I don't know if you remember it, the train promotion thing, The Dumb Ways to Die. Mm. Dumb Ways to don't Die. Know that. Oh, you should oh, it's that brilliant. Up. It's okay. so good. It yeah. was like, you know, about how, all the ways you can get killed on trains. We'll, see, we'll stick a link on the, on the episode. We'll yeah, it's a really good show. But it reminded me of that. It, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was a great, fun mm. opening. I liked it. I'd like the songs to have been longer. I don't two, four lines. I'd had, if they'd given me 20 minutes to that, I'd have been happy. I'd have been happy it was yeah. three and a half minutes. Right? <laughs> if they'd given me 20, I'd have been happier. Chris, <laughs> don't pretend like you're not going to seek it out and start singing it while you're making breakfast. <laughs> don't pretend like that's not going to happen. Pitch it to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eight hour long episodes, all of just the song. <laughs> Tor, do an arena, do an arena gig. Get it out there. Flogging a dead horse brought to you by Chris Ellis. <laughs> So yeah, that um, that took us into the cleansing, the cleansing hour. hour, which has now been renamed as the Devil's Hour. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's in the UK or America, but I yeah, it's know. known by both of them on Letterboxd. No I idea. prefer the cleansing hour. I much prefer the cleansing yeah. hour because Better. the cleansing hour is referring, of course, to the titular television show, another broadcast streamer, YouTube charlatan. Yes. Um, Mr. Max, Priest Max, Hot Max, Priest Max, <laughs> Hot Max, who is a sexy priest um, that does live streaming of fake exorcisms to get views. And he wants it's to come, all, he wants yeah, to come about, on live streaming. Yeah, yes. You know, it's all about that, um, that yeah, blue tick. That blue tick, the verification. Gotta get verified. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as, as obviously they go along, the um, the fakeness of it all becomes horribly real. Yeah, and, uh, unexplainably that, real. Yeah, question of <laughs> uh, It's one of these films that really doesn't give a fuck about logic. It just wants to throw a lot at the wall, see what sticks, and entertain you along the way. Which I think it does do pretty well. It does because I won't lie to you. I, I did nod a bit, like because it, it's standard. Fade's gonna nod in a film. It's always gonna happen. It's a safe space here. It's okay I'm, I'm, I'm nearly forty, you know, so I, I need my naps. But um, I, I nodded off and then walked back up, and all of a sudden. There was this lady in a chair, possessed for real, and I was like, "Oh shit, what did I miss?" Very little. Which, which no, vital very, part very, again did I? Miss? Very little in the reasoning. Literally, <laughs> yeah, I, just turns up. He's just he's wandering down the street. He places his head in. Goes, ah, oh, I've got to possess that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is genuinely fantastic. I mean, it's humorous and. I know I go on about effects a lot. I've realised listening back to recordings, I talk about effects mm. a lot. Mm. But, um, oh my God, some of like the, I, I won't go into detail, but the end scene. Crazy. Incredible. Really, I was really like, that's amazing. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a film that's just come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And for what, for what is a fairly small film that all happens in one room, it does get pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end. It really does. Um, and it's just super fun along the way. Yeah. When you've got a demon forcing a priest to do a striptease. <laughs> And then walk on glass. It's a really just... nasty hokey cokey. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hokey cokey. Sticking his hand into a fan blade. Fan blade. That was vicious. Yes, yeah. that was. 
Um, and some great one-liners in there that I think were meant to be funny. I don't have one liner in mind. Oh, right, okay. Just how um, <clears throat> the, the demon-possessed is... woman would often turn to camera effectively. Yeah. And go like, Ooh, guess you're in hot water this time. <laughs> um, lots of puns. I've never heard a demon pun so much. I, mean, um, I, I want to watch it again, actually. I'm talking about it. I'm thinking about yeah. it. I want to watch it again. It's a fun, <laughs> like, it's a beer with friends movie. Yeah. It was a, in a way, good it's a movie to start, but yeah, yeah, yeah. start yeah. the weekend proper. Yeah. yeah. Kicked it off good. Yes, it and did. proper. So that then took us into Black Mass. Oh, Black Mass. Short film from Scott Lias. Um, Brilliant. Scored fantastically. By Mitch Bain. By Mitch Bain. I love the Mitch Bain. Getting a lot of wet service well, this episode. You know, we spent a whole weekend with him. We're gushing over him. We always do. We always gush over the Bain. So. Cheeky oral reach around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Black Mass, in, intense film, yes. heavy subject matter. Yeah. I think done really nicely it was, as well. It was. Um, yeah, won't say much more about it, but if if it's online soon, yeah, I don't. Want, I don't want to actually spoil any of that. No, no, I think yes. it's one that is best served not to. Definitely. But set the tone quite suitably somber mm. for the less fun than the cleansing hour, which was uh, in the quarry. Yes. Uruguayan tourist studio. <laughs> <laughs> Come here for the fish. <laughs> Get hooked on Uruguay. I can't fit a turtle pun in there. I really want to, but I can't fit a turtle pun in there. It's totally awesome. Totally awesome. <laughs> oh God. Except, no, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not the best. It's, it's a shame. It's a real shame because it mm. has the potential to be absolutely fantastic. But it's kind of a wet blanket by the end. It, it, you expect to pay off on a slow burn, and this was a really slow burn. And I'm here for that. That's fine. But that ending would just... Shall we give a quick mm-hmm. quick synopsis before we get yeah, into... Yeah, sorry, we... sorry. Slagging it off. Take I'll it away first. So there are three childhood friends, and she is there with her big city boyfriend. So the four of them are a old abandoned quarry, which is now the swimming hole. So they're there for beers and barbecue. And their relationships, as normally in these things, start to come, become frayed and things escalate. And we're going to have a lot of, there's a lot of themes in these. One of the themes is going to be, things escalate, things get out of hand, things get out of hand. But, I mean, just to jump in there, um, wonderful synopsis, by the way. Um, do they escalate that much? Because one no. of my issues where they, it never, the tension's really good. And actually, I was enjoying the ride. Um until nothing happens. Of kind of not liking most of the characters. It's quite rare where you watch a film where you don't really like anyone, but you're still invested in them. All, all bar one are trash, yeah. basically. Yeah. The, uh, the justice for Tito. Yeah, yeah Tito, yeah. This Tito, the lovable stoner, comedy, side, comedy sidekick. Yeah. He was so great. Yeah. It was so funny. I loved him. But rest of them were just pure trash, and it's hard to get invested. Mm. Someone who is pure trash. Yeah, it, it it kind of descends into people shouting at each other, and then an accident occurs, and then justice. And it ends. <laughs> it's served. Yeah. Isn't served. It's really? In, isn't really. Um, no. No, it's it's a bit of a wet lettuce. The I, end I, I tell you, you know? the, the thing the thing that impressed me most about in the quarry is this, I, I, I'll try not to. I'm not going to get into the details of how we end up at this scene, but basically, you've got one of them who is banging on a car window. To this girl who's turned up, and this girl rolls up the window and doesn't let her in. I'm like, you smart girl. Yeah. That is exactly what I do. Like, you're not coming in here, mate. No. And that was my favourite thing about the film. Mine was the turtles. The turtles. I just like the turtles. Do turtles bite? Have we established this? 
I don't think so. No. It is a running joke in the film, isn't it? That yeah. these turtles are poisonous. And there is a bit at the end where one of the um, uh, even lesser-liked characters is kind of led on the floor, not quite dead, mm. and a turtle starts walking towards him. And I was like, are they going to... Is he going to die by turtle? Are they going to answer this question? And uh, Turtle it, just gets up to his face and pulls out a knife. <laughs> Shank you. <laughs> Shanking turtle. Um, but it, sadly, it's another thing that is unresolved, really. Yes. Um, so, quite a frustrating movie for me. It is, and I um, would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I would recommend people check out The Far Superior Revenge by Coralie Fargiet. Not seen it yet. Great. Seen a scene from it, which looked incredible, on a cliff edge, mm. Mm. but not actually seen the film. Mm. I think it's on Shudder. It is on Shudder. We shall watch that. It's on Shudder. Yes. Okie dokie, then. After that... Was. Fun. Um, we went from the the baking sun to the frigid Irish ocean. Oh, that's a hard thing to say. Irish ocean. Irish ocean. I can't say that. Irish. Like, o- I sound like I'm doing a bad accent. When Irish I'm... ocean. Irish yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah. None of this is a slur. We no, just, um, no, no. We've just been drinking too much this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, debut film possibly. I think by um, Niasa Hardman. Mm. Um, Irish film, all set at sea. Yes. Uh, very high tension. Yes. Very slow burn. All likable characters. Yeah. All things in common with the previous one, but actually executed well this mm-hmm. time, I think. I really, really love Incredible Sea Fever. Absolutely adored it. Um, basically, you have an, oh, a marine biologist, is mm-hmm. that what she is? Yeah. Whose um, speciality is noticing patterns, algorithms in sea creatures. All that jazz. Uh, she comes across, uh, so she comes aboard a trawler to go and do her research. And while she's there, discovers a um, mutation not formally recognised. Mm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, well, they become stranded, don't they? Yes, yes, they do. Okay. Sioban. Siobhan. Siobhan. Siobhan and the crew. Um, uh, we later find out, go through an exclusion zone in the mm. sea and um, become stranded. And they don't know why. So she mm. has to dive in and finds, yeah, this, like I said, this unhitherto seen life form yes. that had latched onto the ship and is forming flesh-like barnacles mm. around the outside of it all. But secreting not Parasite. normal. Yeah, mm. parasites. Yeah. At which yeah. point we descend into thing territory. Yes, we definitely yes. do. Yes. Which is no bad thing. Lots of the thing, lots of alien, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which are obviously lofty comparisons, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, but, not to that standard, but it's done well. And the alien similarities uh, do expand outwards from there in a real show-stopping scene. Yes. Um, I think up there was one of the best of the weekend oh, yeah, of all yeah. the films. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a um, real shocker. Which uh, we won't mention or go into details about, because I'm sure but this will be coming out soon. Yeah. You, you will know when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, really good. And just, yeah, a nice kind of... Uh, isolated madness descends kind of film i was i was worried going into it because i do tend to get quite seasick and i thought watching this is that gonna make my just watching it is that gonna (laughs) make my stomach go because they're constantly moving and i'm like ah stop moving (laughs) (laughs) no no seasickness trigger warnings needed (laughs) you were okay into that one (laughs) just gonna tell you flashbacks to my hindu on that boat in scarborough (laughs) that pirate ship where i was nearly Yeah. So yeah, Anything. Sea Fever. Yeah, brilliant. Loved it. All round? Yeah. Or... Is, is it the first film that is Spit Grades approved? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, to be honest, that's a cleansing hour that. again is ah, Spit okay. Grades approved. Yeah. We, have we need a, a little jingle for Spit Grades approved. 
Ah. Speed grades approved. Ding. Oh, I you you. We'll cut that, Lavi. Copyright. <laughs> oh shit! Could have made a we quick buck there. We'll copy, and, there. copy and paste that. <laughs> <laughs> help me! They're milking me for my jingles. <laughs> you knew what this was. This is a cry for help. I've been, I've been held captive for three days. <laughs> so what happened next, guys? What did happen? What next? happened next? Ah, now we went into the world premiere of A Ghost Waits, mm. um, uh, the film by Adam Stovall that I had never heard of before, and yeah. I'd never heard of this film. Um, when we kind of are as involved in the horror genre as we are, mm-hmm. um, it's really, really rare, I don't know if you find this, that um, not heard of kind of films yeah, at all yeah, before, yeah. Um, that are kind of fresh on the surface. So this was a <laughs> a bit of a trepidatious viewing going in, because sometimes you don't know if that's a good or a bad thing if you haven't heard of this film yeah, before yeah. that's being played for the first time. Um, I think this film was really quite special. It really was. Adam Stovall's first film, he came over for it and gave a really quite emotional introduction of how mm-hmm. personal and life-saving and who we just, just have him. to say, such a lovely guy. Such a lovely so guy. So nice. Really, really wonderful. Yeah. Um, and you could just see that he's poured kind of all of his heart yes. into making this film. It shows. Um, and my, yeah, my immediate takeaway is that's what kind of, this This is what makes festivals like Fright Fest mm. really special when you do get those films where you can see that filmmaker has poured everything into it. It's not a big studio picture. Mm. It's not got budget behind it. You're not going to see it at your local Odeon. Um, you're not even going to see it at your local picture house or that, showroom. That's um, a shame. That, but that's a, shame. a heartbreaking thing that comes with it. Mm. It's that you can mention these films to people and unless you're in a festival circuit scene, they might not get to see them. And it's, yeah. it's like, oh, well, I want you to see this so well, bad. When I was speaking to you last night, he, says, he was saying he's not even got a second screening no. arranged oh. yet. So film programmers listening here, all of you out there, you know, <laughs> all, all those people that work at Cannes and Sundance that definitely listen to this podcast. Program yeah. the film, it's great. Um, a Ghost Waits is about a kind of down-on-his-luck um, property developer um, or, or just handyman. Handyman. handyman, yeah. Handyman. A property developer's a little bit too yeah. high, high <laughs> for him, yeah. He won't, he won't be he's, so down when he's yeah, still a property yeah. developer. He, he, he's not particularly cheery. You get an idea that um, he's had to move out of his house because it's being fumigated, I think. Mm. Um, so he, he's going into these abandoned properties and doing repairs and everything, making them fit for purpose. Um, goes into this property that has been renowned for not being able to keep any of its tenants in. So he starts doing work on there and he moves in for lack of anywhere else to stay. And um, uh, just as is the case often, these things, spooky things start to happen. Mm. Um, but are they so spooky in this or are they more lovely? I think um, so. I think lovely because... Um, he it, is being haunted in this, but he's being haunted by uh, someone he falls in love with. Yeah. Yes, you could say. And, and the, haunting is, the hauntings aren't terrifying. It's more like the Adams family did. If the Adams family did haunt it, <laughs> yes. well, that, that's the kind of um, the, there's a, uh, I guess you'd say like a reveal or a twist point in the movie where you do start to see the ghost lady, uh, the ghost that is waiting, and she. There is a, a run. I don't know if you guys picked this up, but where she, they go back to the ghost office yes. that she works in, <laughs> and she says, uh, "I can't remember what the term is. She's not a ghost." She doesn't like the term ghost. No, oh She's gosh, a um, spectral officer or agent, something like yes, that. Yes, paranormal agent or something like yeah. that. Yeah, paranormal. Not a ghost, my paranormal agent. Um, <laughs> because whereas um, whereas uh, Jack's purpose is doing up these houses to make them 
fit for people to live in. Um, Muriel, who, who is the uh, spectral agent, uh, ghost lady, uh, not a ghost, uh, her purpose <laughs> is to get everyone out of this house yes. for some reason. So it's a nice kind of playoff of these two people that are at odds with each other. It's so um, and Jack is not scared, is the first person that's not scared of yeah. Muriel. And he's like, well, I'm going to stay and I'm going to do my job and you're not going to kick <laughs> me out. And this odd kind of rom-com uh indie Richard Linklater relationship starts yeah. to unfold between them that's so, so lovable. Oh. Um, going to say something, Chris, though? I can't remember what I was going to say. No, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so I, was sorry. Just, I was just listening to Mitch give that beautiful, <laughs> beautiful little run through. When I read the synopsis, I was not sold. Mm. As as mm-hmm. well you know, I am not a fan of the, um, of the horror zombie ghost relationship falling in love with a I, I don't life after birth or like it's not yeah. it's, romance comedy it's not it's not mixing, it's not yeah. my go-to genre and I'm yeah. like mm, I'm always thinking I'm not gonna like it but by the end of this I, I was tearing up at the end mm-hmm. I, I was trying to hold back tears I was like oh my gosh yeah we won't spoil what happens in the yeah no in the end um but I think we may be do you want to talk I mean, about around talk around it or I just thought, so should we give a spoiler warning on this yeah sure so spoiler this, warning, is, this is a heavy spoiler, spoiler warning, warning yeah. this one um, but, but I think it needs to be talked about I think it is something to be talked about because um, it wasn't something that was talked about going into it no um, there wasn't a trigger warning attached to it but no. um, at the end of this film effectively so Jack and Muriel are are falling in love and um, decide the only way that they can be together is if they both exist on the same mortal plane which <laughs> in this case means Jack taking his life um Obviously, very heavy subject matter yeah. to do this um, and to portray it in a way that I do think romanticizes it slightly. Well, it is romanticizing it because they are becoming in a relationship together. Mm, yeah, I mean, and it does, for me anyway, it does dwell a little bit on his suicide method. Uh, it's all in slow mo with nice music playing over it as he chokes to death in his car. Um, I, th- I think myself, I, I didn't see it as an issue yeah sure because i mean even to the point where you are seeing him dying i think it's him yes there's that realization that this is happening but for him he's going to somewhere else where he's going to be happy he's got because i mean the the theme through the film is that the poor guy he doesn't have any friends who were there to Mm. be there for him and mm-hmm. he's you know he calls up say can I stop on your couch and I'm like oh no sorry and it's like look he's got no one and he's going to somebody and I, I I truly believe that's how it was intended I think I think it was intended with the absolute best best intentions, intentions. yeah and like we said yeah. Adam's a wonderful guy and this is a real personal film for yeah. him and he did speak candidly about his own struggles yeah and how this film kind of was essential for saving him mm-hmm. um again top investigative reporting for me last night <laughs> as I did I did approach him and asked him, bam, first question. And what straight did he in. say? And he didn't, yeah, he didn't see it in the same way that you do, Mitch. Mm. He thought of it as, because we already know there is an afterlife there, it's not so much a risk for him, it was the same as if you were moving across to another state yeah. to be with someone in the US. So yeah. him, he didn't feel the same way and definitely, definitely, he understood how people could... T- Mm. Take it that way, but that wasn't what he was going for. See, no. I, d- I didn't, until you said it, I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. actually pick up on that. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't want this to be at the discredit of the film at all, because I no, genuinely no, it's love not the film. At all. Uh, and I, I love that explanation, um, that within the film's internal logic, it's not uh, it's not a nihilistic ending, mm. he's not uh, just killing himself for the sake of it, he's like you say, just going to see yeah. his loved one. Um, I, however, think that doesn't necessarily hold weight in 
the so-called real world mm. of people watching the film. And I think maybe it could be slightly damaging and all that is needed, um, and I think this would be wonderful if they could add it, is that there is a, just a thing before the credits come up that's saying, um, if you are suffering from this, reach out, speak to your friends, call this yeah. number, go on Samaritans and stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just something I, there as, because it's going to ring true with people. I spoke course, to some people over course. the weekend that did feel similar to me, did yeah. feel similar to you. Yeah. It's kind of across the board. Um, Everyone loved it, but some yeah. people did also find a bit of a hiccup with it. The, um, the reason I'd say maybe that it didn't warrant the trigger warning is because I didn't, uh, as we said before, I think that the, him committing the suicide wasn't because he was so desperately unhappy. It was that he'd fallen in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and yeah. That, that for me was maybe why. But I, 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 again, I totally see your point now you said it mm-hmm. and, you know, other people have as well. So yeah. I can see a, a trigger warning, yeah. Yeah. I'm not even saying a trigger warning necessarily before the film, just saying afterwards. Like, yeah, okay. if, if this film has brought up any similar feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I will draw a comparison to another film when we get to it okay. later that does something quite similar. I think... And shows it in a very negative light, obviously. Right. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll reach that. Weirdly, weirdly, I think if you're, play, if you're playing this film, I'd, I would play it with dementia part two. Oh, I'm so glad you said it because that's one of the first things because it's very, very similar, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind Especially of a, black and white. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the end. I was like, that's black. Or Casablanca. Oh, and yeah. That is black and white and too. Black and white. No, in the fact, in the fact that you have a hand, you have a handyman going in to do, make the repairs on the place. Absolutely. It's shot a very stripped back, minimalist yeah. style, yeah. both of them. And in an incredible in there, great yeah. script. It's yeah. an incredibly charismatic lead. Yeah. Like obviously Matt Mercer is wonderful, and, and he um, looks a bit like Matt Mercer as well. Yeah, <laughs> McLeod, we're, talk, we're talking about McLeod Andrews, who you might know from They Look Like People. Oh, amazing! Film. And uh, the Siren as well. Yes, and again, oh, Rosalka, is it? Rosalka, yeah. Rosalka, yeah, a few others. Um, yeah, who is, who is this? Is I think the best he's been. He really, really carries the weight yeah. of the film. His, on his, his improv scene with the toilet it's is hilarious. Whoa. You want to go to No. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> bye. The bye ended the me. Bye. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think probably that, that, that's a potential award for like best relationship of the whole weekend. One toilet. Between Jack and the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. That was wonderful. So yeah. In some of the films, the toilet did give the most best performance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, lo- love all round, I think. Yes, definitely. Yeah, ghost yes. Weights. Yes. Um, which then took us on to our last film of the day, uh, which was The Mortuary Collection by Ryan Spindell. Can we have a confessional moment? Faye was asleep for some of the segments. <laughs> so uh... Well, that's fine, because I was also asleep for part of, I think between us, we managed <laughs> which, to see the entire film. Which is a shame, because it, it looks incredible. I mean, it, from yeah. what I saw, it was great. Less really well, much. loyal listeners, I was awake for the whole film. Um, so once. this was... I can, <laughs> I can tell you what it was about. I can... I can so we have a, a beautiful selection of various short stories or short films, whatever you want to call them in this, with a wraparound regarding a mortuary-looking mortuary owner, runner, manager. An undertaker. Yeah, mortician. 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 Yeah. Looking, for a, looking for an assistant, help one inside outside. Mm-hmm. Woman, t- woman turns up, who's being there may or may not be just for the job. And then we unfold with various tales as they try to outdo each other the most outlandish in a bizarre which is fun for 
a wraparound. It's a great setup, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. And if you recognise the, the the woman when she turns up in the first one, I sat there and went, oh, I know her from somewhere. And yes, by the end of it, you go, oh, yes, of course. I know that's where I, I know, know that's where I know where I know her That's short film I've already seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. Um, I, th- I think Mortuary Collection going, like the look of it is very Haunted Mansion. It's very Frighteners. Like, kind of kiddie horror but uh, not kiddie horror I, I got lots of kind of goosebumps yeah that's what I mean like, kind yeah. Of, the opening uh, credits yeah. are very much kind of big, big bold kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah sweeping orchestral score yeah. as the camera zooms yeah, through this awesome. 19th the, the, the kind of time zone is a bit yeah like uh, a small town America like Erie Indiana kind, of, kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I loved this. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was, it was great. so, so much fun. Um, like you were saying, Chris, the, the wraparound itself is a great setup mm-hmm. where you've got this, he's kind of like Angus Scrim, isn't he? Um, yeah. Played by Clancy Brown. Yes. Um, this this mortician that is a, also looks like Biff from uh, Back <laughs> to the Future 2. <laughs> Old Biff. Um, who is so hamming it up. Um, he's having a lot these, of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, with these kind you of would. tales You would be of that terror. character, would you know? Yeah. You would. Um, and then the actual shorts themselves... Um, I don't know how many of them you clocked, but there's four. And I, I saw, fr- I've seen, fr- I saw three of them. So I, I saw three. I missed one. Um, which were it all kind of in the, in anthologies. It's always a case of all right, when's the weak one going to come mm. along? And I really don't think there is a weak no, link in this no. one. Um, I'd say of, the first one just because it's so short. Oh, I enjoyed it. the first I loved one. the first yeah. one just as a uh, and, and again when you go into an anthology, sometimes you do just want a quick like punch. Yeah. Of, uh, of here's a witty like they do in Creepshow as well there's yes. always like that one that's just like here's the one line boom 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 that's yeah. what happens uh, yeah I, I love the opening one um, definitely it was probably one of my favourites to be quite honest yeah, yeah. Uh, my personal favourite if we're excluding the babysitter murders which is the kind of closing third act of the film I think people, a lot of people stopping. might have already seen that to be fair yeah it's been on the festival so, circuit yeah. for two years I believe yeah um, but it was originally shot as a proof of concept, so mm. he, he he shot that short, being like, "I want to make this as a part of an oh, anthology." Oh, okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, that's how he got the funding for oh, the collection. Was not aware of that. Which is really really cool, um, and it is a less cynical way of putting shorts that you've already seen into uh, into an anthology movie. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. Um, but um, yeah, sorry. What I was saying is, uh, aside from the babysitting murders, which is show stopping, it's yes. incredible. Um, my favourite short was the second one, I believe it, which was uh, kind of a say sex, say sex, set in a frat house where um, that was the one I missed. This is one oh, I fell asleep okay. in, which I am gutted about because hearing it, it's sorry. wonderful. Um, yeah, like, like you were saying, say sex, preaching, uh, frat boy uh, doesn't. Uh, necessarily act the way that he preaches and doesn't uh, wear a johnny in one night and happens to, happens to sleep with someone that uh, might have mystical vaginal powers <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, is that your stage name <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the stage mystical vaginal powers Amazing. <laughs> um, and, and the, the, the thing that she might potentially do to him uh, is again a real showstopper moment. Yeah, and is really, we won't really spoil funny. it. We don't want. I won't really spoil it. it. I won't spoil it. But it, it, it's it's pretty incredible. What I did like about it is that um, it's a real fun film, but it's never. I'm trying to say this because it's a positive, but it's never trying to be funny. Yeah, it's never like clocking yeah. jokes at the camera. It's just naturally kooky and funny. Yeah. that takes itself almost like a Twilight Zone esque kind of very very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, or Trick or Treat does the same thing as well, yeah, exactly, where it's yeah. just so fun. I think it shares a lot with Trick or Treat um, in the way that the kind of segments interweave throughout, because there are characters in all of the segments, mm. um, as well as the wraparound. Yeah. Like the Doctor is also the 
father of the child that's babysitting yes. and stuff. So there's characters that run throughout the whole thing. And it just creates this own kind of, its own little universe, doesn't yeah. it? That feels really warm and lived in and... Um, it's a bit like kind of hocus pocusy. Yeah. Some, I'm listing all of like my favourite things while well, describing see, this film. I mean, like, I... again, switching back, because we went to see Twilight Zone, the stage show, yeah. uh, last year, and they do the same thing. The stories that they tell us, they interweave them, they use the same characters for different things. Oh, cool. So yeah. it's that kind of, I, I like that. It's, it's like, fam- it feels like a family affair. It does, yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 it conjoins because the problem with anthologies often sometimes it can just be like oh I'm just watching a showreel of different shorts yeah, yeah. Um, and there are many that are like that I mean like ABCs of Death do it in an mm. okay way but you know sometimes it can feel a bit relentless like oh, yeah. now here comes another one this, it, <laughs> here it goes again does, and these are some these are long shorts some of yeah. these are kind of like pushing 20 minutes um, but they feel not these separate mini movies that are just thrown in for the sake no. of it or loosely tied together. Um, they feel connected. Yeah, in the yeah. way like um, they do in Southbound and yes. stuff where it all kind of weaves through it. Um, oh yeah. gosh, I, f- I forgot about Southbound. I love Southbound. Oh, great. Yeah. But Morty Collection. Yes. Wonderful film. Fantastic. Wonderful film. Not, not starring Gerard from Peep Show. Not starring. As I was preaching over and over again, but starring Jim J- James Barkman from that Michelin web look. Yes. yes. My yes. apologies. <laughs> <laughs> it's chewed up his nose. No, we didn't fail. That was the That was, that was the, the first night. That was the first night. Yeah. Or we lose um, complete track of what day it is. <laughs> Where are we? Who are we? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're now going to day three. A fry fest. Um, Bums are hurting. Feet are swelled up. Oh, I'm fucking done with it. I love Glasgow, but <laughs> the seats are so small, are. and I get pains down my shins. Yeah. It's not the best advert for coming to a festival, <laughs> but it's this a happens. lovely venue. <laughs> yeah, <happens>. yeah. <laughs> well, so today didn't start off the best. It did, did not. It? Did it? Um, let's be candid. We decided to sack off the first film. We did. Um, it was in... not in my interest. No. Having seen most of it at Fright Fest last year on adverts. That's wonderfully diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> it was not in my interest. Well, yeah, so, but what happened, so effectively, we didn't know that that was going to play. No. Um, we decided to not go and see Anderson Falls. We did. Uh, in favour of some breakfast mm-hmm. in Bidement. Um And um, so too, the whole festival decided they weren't in the mood for Anderson Falls. Because <laughs> um, uh, there were some issues with the DCP and it didn't work. No. So they decided to swap the last film. Um, luckily enough for us, we also weren't going to watch that. We were um, <laughs> But we'll come to which was later. Which was a, a night of horror, nightmare radio. Mm. Um, we sh- should we just say it now? We'd, I guess. Seen, yeah, we'd seen everything. Yeah, um, yeah. A night of horror is a unlike Mortuary Collection, um, is, a, is a compilation of uh, shorts that have played the festival circuit, um, some of which are actually on YouTube now, um, put together with a loose wraparound that doesn't really tie in. No. Um, consensus out of it wasn't great, I think I'm fair to say. How many shorts were there in the... In A Night of Horror? Yeah. I think six, but that's... don't quote me on that. Then I've um, seen three of those at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they are good shorts, don't get me wrong. Mm. Postmortem Mary is incredible. Um, I think it's called Toe Tag. Yes. It, um, it's also really, really good. Like and the, the William, the guy with the keep taking... Oh, The Disappearance of William Bingby? Yes, yes, Something yes, like that, yes. yeah. Um, I didn't even realise that was part of it. Yeah, um, well, I didn't yeah. until last night. No, so, um, yeah, collection of shorts. <laughs> Great as a platform for seeing short films. Some people yeah. don't go searching out short films online, but if they if this came up on Netflix, maybe it would be a chance for them to see short films. Yeah. Um, I like that, but 
Is that is that the thing with festivals though that you have to? Because I've heard this before mm. over the years, and um, that you do if you get offered a certain film that you're really interested in, they basically say to you, uh, "You can have it, but you've got to play this as well." Um, yes. Do you think that was maybe the scenario? I I, I mean I'm, I'm always candid with with Soho. Um, yeah, that's happened to us. Yeah. Um, uh, it could have been, could have been, don't know. Can never say really. Some, so yeah, sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's just radio. We nearly skipped the next film, which would have been a disaster. Yes. yes. Uh, luckily, I think what we did, the tactical choices we made was we cut out the chaff and had a really yeah. fucking great final day. We did, um, we did. So yeah, like you were saying, what did we kick off with? Zombie for sale was what we kicked off with. Again, with a synopsis where I was not on board and then it happened. I was like, what? This is brilliant. It, it was really quite fun. We were all kind of trudging back from spoons, weren't we? Like, yes, we, we were. might as well see a film. Shall we just sleep? Shall we not see it? <laughs> Fine, we'll just see it. It's two hours long. Fine. And it was really yeah, lovely. It was, really it was great. so, it was really so brilliant. charming. Yeah. Um, it is a Korean film um, by Lee Min Jae. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, like you said. It's a zomedy, uh, which a is a, uh, <laughs> <thank you. Love laughs> uh, which is a well-beaten horse. Um, well, I mean, as the subgenre not, goes, not so much on this one though. Not on this one no, at all. This no. is this is really kind of a completely new take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I said it's the zombie genre gentrified. Yeah, I like it. Um, yes. Um, yes. Just where? So what 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 you have here? Shall I do the synopsis? Yeah, you yeah, go. Go yeah, okay. it, go. Um, What we have here, we open on a, a zombie kind of crawling out from a toxic waste fill and stumbling through kind of the outback in. Uh, somewhere in Korea um, I think near Seoul they said mm. and uh, the first person that he runs across is this uh, little family run garage um, who are doing anything they can to make a buck including uh, ruining people's cars and then overcharging them to do the work on it um, it's got a comparison to Parasite there sorry go on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it was very very similar to Parasite yeah. it's a family that will do anything they can really for money yeah, um, they, they, yeah so they, they live in the middle of nowhere and I don't think they have many people kind of coming through um, so they'll do anything to make a quick buck and uh, for, for their little child called Jackpot which I think is the cutest <laughs> name for a baby that's on the way um, so yeah this, this, um, this solo zombie um kind of stumbles across their garage and ends up biting the uh, patriarch of the family and uh, obviously at this point we're all thinking oh great here we go normal zombie apocalypse it's kind of kooky and uh, where's Anderson at this point and uh, instead what happens is the uh, instead of turning into a zombie uh, the, the kind of the grandfather of the family just gets really young <laughs> Yeah. And loses all his wrinkles. And so his gambling buddies are like, uh, what's going on here? <laughs> what's your secret? Um, so they decide to get a little bit entrepreneurial and set up a kissing booth of sorts. <laughs> where Biting booth. Biting booth, yeah. Where all of the um, kind of old people in the village um, will come and stick their arm through a glory hole and get bitten <laughs> by said zombie in hopes to become young again. Um, I'm so glad they're all sticking arms in yeah. <laughs> And in, instead what happens is um, they all turn into zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and it's then a kind of case of, well, how do we solve this? Uh, it's all super tongue-in-cheek throughout this. Because um, uh, for some other miscellaneous reason, the zombie loves chowing down on cabbages. Uh, which is just <laughs> I thought a, it might be vegetarian. I thought that might be the thing. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, was, I, was re- I was reading a review earlier, and I think they said because it's got the, a brain-esque 
texture. Oh, uh, okay. So that's what they that's what they're using sense. it yeah. for. So he's chowing down on all these cabbages. That's just a funny image. So he has to have tomato ketchup on as well. <laughs> I, I think that review was from Anton Vitel as well. Oh. She's oh. Thank you, Anton. Love you, Anton. Rarely understand you, but I love you. Uh, he's a good egg. <laughs> he is a good, clever egg. Um, so yeah, um, what do you guys think of Zombie for Sale? I loved it. So I, think Wes and- I think Wes Anderson is a great, compar- a great yeah. comparison yeah. for yeah. The, this style. Because it is that slightly offbeat, kooky... Yeah, not intolerably so. I think Wes Anderson can sometimes be a hard pill to swallow when he's being like kooky for kooky's sake. Yeah. This is just a bit of a... It's literally... I think the original title was Odd Family. Oh. Colon a... Uh, not colon. But, <laughs> Odd you know, Family colon. <laughs> Odd Family colon zombie for sale. <laughs> colon zombie. That's no, it. it's, That's it's really great. It's, it keeps up its energy throughout. Um, again, I may, I may have had a bit of a doze, but that's just me with my age. And uh, I, I but you woke I'd, up for the uh, finale, didn't yeah. you? Well, no, was... I didn't sleep the whole way through. I kept yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, what I the, did see. You got the sisters kind of got him as a as a who falls in love with him essentially. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. We got that, and then we got the then we got one brother who obviously with the kid on the way is trying just to make do anything he can. And then we have a double crossing brother who's desperate to, <laughs> yeah. desperate to steal the zombie to make having yeah. recently been fired to make a even more money off yes, of it. Yes. Yeah. And the mother who just loves whacking people with frying pans. <laughs> um, it's it's so fun. It's so it's just really lovable, isn't it? It is. It reminded me a little bit of Warm Bodies um, I've not in seen that Warm relationship. Bodies. But um Good. That's definitely one to seek out. Though. Absolutely, it's coming. It's coming out from Arrow Films, yeah. and I believe it's being released on physical media as well. Amazing! Yeah, yeah that will be purchased uh, with, a, with a really, really great poster. Um, that is a it is a really funny joke in the film. It's got oh, the okay. best. It's got the best dance scene you'll see all year as well. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a great dance scene. Yes, and it has. If, if, if there's anything to make me love a film, it's put an inflatable bloke to sell cars <laughs> because I fucking love them. <laughs> As, you, as, someone, you, as someone that personally identifies as an inflatable person I, when, when, when the whole scenes I mean again I'm not going to go into it because please go and buy this and watch it because it's hilarious but the scene that we're talking about with uh, where everything comes together yeah. and the wacky wave of an inflatable arm playing tube man just comes up myself. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, go seek it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Zombie for sale. Was anything as good as that after? Um, for me, yes. For me, the absolute highlight of the festival oh, came right yes. next. Um, complete switch in mood, this yes. one was. Um, for the Scottish premiere of Rose Glass's St. Moore. Incredible. I mean... A24, I believe are releasing it in America. I don't think they're doing it in the UK. Mm. Um, but the A24 logo has been attached to it. And I mean, this this is an A24 film yeah. in both quality and and style, I would say. Um, would you like to sell us on St. Maud? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it justice. Oh. Go on, you do it. Yeah. I can do it. Okay, so, so Maud is a healthcare professional. So she works prim- primarily in just the home care, private, one-on-one for... Palliative, palliative care, so patients who are not long for this this world. We find out that she has a backstory in more general general nurse, and it isn't isn't then alluded to later on in a weird story thread that doesn't go anywhere. But that aside, 
So she... There are, there, yeah, there are teasers, aren't there, that yeah. she's got a bit of a dark past. Yeah. Some, something's gone wrong. So she, yeah. picks, so she takes care of Amanda. She's, <laughs> she's kind of a spiky kind of character. So they, they clash. And we find out that Maud is religious to, to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I feel it's safe to, safe to say yes. we do have various... Oh, she goes there. She does go she there, does which, we'll come, which we'll talk, we'll talk about. Yeah. So yeah, she's religious to extreme. So is she going to save Amanda's soul? Is it all in her head? We will try, or well, the film tries to unravel it and gives us an ending that may or may not be there but there will be spoilers on this I think there has to be this spoilers as well, because it's impossible yeah. to discuss the film without talking about the spoiler and just while while we do that I apologise for the vacuum cleaner <laughs> in the background as I say this this Sorry. one this one is being recorded on the fly so we're just sweeping the floor we're just yeah. yeah which was filmed in Scarborough uh, because Darren underscore Gaskell Came after and went, I recognise Scarborough anyway. Because <laughs> like, we knew that was Scarborough. It was really weird. I recognised it from literally her walking down the steps yeah, to the beach. Yeah. And, I was, and that's so odd because like, I've only ever been to Scarborough once for your Hendy. Yeah. And I was like, that's Scarborough. Mm. I remember those stairs. I remember being sick on those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, it's, it's a good point you make it because it is a very British film. Yeah. It does feel yeah. cold and claustrophobic. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on Saint Maud? Incredible, absolutely phenomenal. Like I was hooked the whole way through. I think that I, I was actually literally sat on the edge of my seat watching it like that, like eating my cheese balls, obviously. But uh, <laughs> I'm not, not eating my cheese balls. Uh, but I, 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 I was enthralled. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's, it's almost quite hypnotic, isn't it? In mm. the way it draws you in. Because um, it's all very quiet. Very quiet. Everything's yeah. very quiet and calm and. It's because it's slow burn is not the word because actually very little happens until mm. that last. Mm. I, I know. Mm. I know there's some. Sorry, I was gonna say, yeah, I know yeah. there's some. I know there's some stuff with the obviously with the uh, with the nails in the shoes and very little bit, but the actual the actual relationship. Oh, yeah, between, spoiler alert. Yeah, the actual relationship between Amanda and Maud, which looks like a huge chunk of the film from the trailer. There's only may there's only maybe ten minutes, well, ten fifteen minutes for actually to get. Yeah, there isn't actually a lot of time of them together, but I think that I I think that works because it just shows that she's clinging on to this ideology of something she's only had in her life for like two minutes, and she says saving someone. Yeah, and she says as well, she's not actually been converted for that long. No, it's only been a year, and the way she's acting, Mm. you would think she'd been doing this for most of her life. Yeah. You, you you do you see it kind of where she almost regresses back to her past life, yes, and where she meets her old friend and she's like, oh, you know the the guy is that like, I used to see mm-hmm. you here loads. You used to be wild, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it very much rings true of someone that's got an obsessive personality that will just go full hog on anything they're into at the time, and whether that was being a um, promiscuous drinker mm. in university or being a religious zealot now, yeah, it seems like she just goes fully for it. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's what we're exploring here. Basically, yeah. isn't it? is is she um, potentially psychotic, um, or is she just devoted to it, a cause? And it plays on that. Yes, it it does also mention quite a bit some pain she's having in her stomach, mm. and I wonder, and I did wonder if it was maybe something medical, something that could have been 
affecting her up here. Possibly. Sorry, uh, the brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't see that. Can't see it <laughs> on my head. Yeah. Um, I wondered if that might have been a comment on it as well, because it kind of goes unresolved as to what that actually is. It does. Yeah. Um, and she's and maybe she takes it as God being inside her, but it actually, I mean, we we know it's not. Mm, <laughs> I, mm. I really want to talk about the end. Can we talk about the end? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think we talk about it. Um, if yeah, this is definitely basically not a this is this is coming out in May. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't want to hear about Saint Maud at the moment, maybe skip ahead. Five I will, minutes. I will give you times um, on the release so you can literally because I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But any, no, but I think anyone who's skip seen four it, ten minutes because yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll be clear. <laughs> um, uh, because it's, I mean, this this film does hinge on its ending. Yes, right? it does. Um, luckily, it hinges in a really fucking good way. We so we watch. I mean, I, I'm just going to explain my rea- our reaction here. I, I couldn't see you, Chris. Sorry, I was sat next to Mitch. I I know what our reaction was. I got a big head. <laughs> <laughs> Block out the sun. But um, we, we were watching, and things start to escalate. Maud starts to become more frantic. Um, she goes like like when you say she regresses. She goes out. She finds a guy. Um, she. Gives a guy a hand job and then goes back to someone's house and has sex with them in one night. Gets absolutely steaming. Um, and she just starts getting more and more desperate for God to show her her purpose. And she thinks she's found it. So she then goes back to Amanda's house uh, with the intention of saving her. Because that, that that's that comes through that film. Amanda calls her a saviour. And she latches onto that and grasps it with everything she, everything she can. And she thinks that's her purpose. So she goes back to Amanda to try and save her. And uh, with a bottle of holy water that with, she's made. And... With acetone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and oh, did you... No, that wasn't acetone that she had in the bottle. Yeah, she put acetone in the bottle, hadn't she? No, it was just water that she'd done. The acetone they, was they for did, later. But they did a scene where the bottle of empty bottle was by the acetone, so I assumed she'd... No, because she had the sink full of water, yeah, so she blessed she was this. Blessing. Blessed this. Oh, I think, oh, right. So okay. I got confused with that too, because... When she does go to bless her, this is really quite interesting. It stings. They, it stings, but I think that's her perception right. of being right. Like, yeah, because I was confused by that as well. Which would make um, sense for what comes next. Yes, which because, is <laughs> oh my god, I, I, oh my god, I could not believe it. Terrifying. Amanda becomes a demon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but, fuck. but not in the really not overused the like kind of you, know, you know they do the CGI. They and... do the CGI face where the mouth goes really big. Yeah. <laughs> not like that. No, um, just in a, the the switch in personality. Yeah, is so unnerving. Um, she goes for Maud and um, says, you know, and like Maud is seeing her as the devil, saying it was so easy for me to. Yeah, because Amanda could almost had convinced her. That God wasn't real. Yes. And she. And then the, the idea is the devil that was trying to sway her away. Yes. Yeah. And uh it's so incredible. <laughs> it's it is so incredible. Good. And then sadly what um Maud does as a result of that is kill Amanda. Is stabbing Amanda to death. Straight in the neck. Yes. With a pair of scissors. It is a vicious, mm. vicious. Um there's a couple of moments in the film. There was another one as well, when uh the moment while she's having sex mm. that is very much like the thing. Mm. And that made me leap out of my chair as well. Yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. Completely you don't see these things mm. coming. It's a horror film and you know something's gonna come, but you don't see them coming all the same. It, it's it, and that's what makes for me anyway a good horror film mm. where you almost forget what yeah. you're watching and you're so invested in just this character's journey and descent yeah. and, and unraveling that the, when it does yeah. come and those moments come, it's just so searing. The the best scene for me is is probably the end scene, the very very end scene yeah, because 100%. we get a man, uh, we get Maud on the beach and uh, 
she's she believes from killing Amanda that she is now basically a saint and she goes onto the beach um pours the acetone all over herself lights herself on fire and you get the scene of her being quite a thick well not quite she is yeah. ethereal all of the pat all of the standby people and just are drop like into the knees and praying, and praying to, her. to her she grows wings and floats towards the like a swirl in the sky yeah and in the final shot you literally just see her writhing in pain on fire for two seconds she's literally set herself on fire yeah it's amazing it's yeah. a brilliant way to end it it's yeah fucking fantastic i i lo- i do love these um like I said before, psychosis or devotion kind of films. Is it in their head or is it actually mm. a supernatural entity? There are so many out there that do it really, really well. Um, there's so many out there that do it really, really badly yeah. as well. But often what they do at the, is at the end go, we're not going to give you an answer. Mm. Uh, so like Z, remember Z? Yes, did it yes. As well. yeah. um, have you ever seen Lovely Molly? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Chris has seen Lovely yeah. Molly. I think The Witch being a big one as well. Yeah. Um, these are all ones that actually do give you an ending. Mm. When I don't like it is when they're super ambiguous. And they're like, but make up your own mind. Yeah. This film does not pull any punches. No. Uh, Rose Glass knows exactly what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. And that's, this person was suffering and she's killed herself. I'm sick of that. And... Um, that's just... what I was mentioning. Sorry, just to, just to sorry, yeah, sorry. Where I was mentioning earlier with uh, Ghost Weights, mm-hmm. uh, this is the film I was referring to, okay. where it does the complete opposite, and it's like, no, 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 no. This is someone that's damaged and need help, and um, she took the wrong way out and yeah. she killed herself, and yeah. it's fucking horrible, and it is horrible. It leaves you really shaken when yeah. it happens. Yeah. Sorry, Chris. No, sorry. I was just gonna. Say, I was gonna briefly say. Sorry, we did a ramble. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm sick of horror doing religion as mental illness. Every every single time. Yeah, I get that. I get that, yeah. But I think the reason they do do it is because you... Because it's soft target. Well, you can't say either way whether it is or not. It's not something that can really be proven, can it? Same as you might not be able to prove someone's got a mental illness just Mm. by looking at them. And it is something that uh, we are still seeing very prevalent with a lot of these extremist attacks. Mm. um, That uh, religion is often correlated mm. in with mental health and in question. So it's something that's happening in real life um, with with a lot of these uh, I can, horrible atrocities. I can see how you might have like overkill on it. I, I get that mm. completely. But would you at least concede that this is it done right? Yeah, it's, like, it's, really it's, a, really, right. it's a really good film. Not, not, up, not deserving of the five-star reviews I've seen. Mm. I've seen it garnered with already. Mm. But then again, you're always going to get overhyped for these. You can't help it. Every time you try not to get suckered in, and this was, film is being hyped. Yeah, I, I would strongly disagree and say it is worth everything it's getting. Yeah, I would too. Completely. That's just for me, though. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, I went in with high expectations and it fulfilled all of them. And yeah, more. completely. Um, and it was, it was, I keep saying this, but it was one of those films where I'm loving it so much all the way through, I really didn't want it to fuck up at the yeah, end. And yeah. it did not. It really, it really delivered. Um, so, yeah. And that being said, we're going to move on to something that you, from absolute high to absolute low for you, Mitch, I know, oh, yeah. I know completely. Yeah. But boy, that's not me. I, just, I, that's I, not just me giving you a slur. That's the that's the <laughs> film. Yeah. And which was which was one of Mitch's problems with it. And I mean, yes, yeah. inherently it was. Um, I and I and I did try and go into this film open minded. I didn't know much about what it was mm. about. Um, but yeah, I found this film super fucking problematic. I, I, I did to an extent. I mean, th- there were elements of it that I thought was funny. And then, um, like, was speaking to Gary when I went out for a wee. And rightly, he said the joke does kind of wear thin on it. And I think because it does wear thin quite early on, 
you have to take it in a different direction, which I wasn't keen on the direction they took it in. Let's cover the synopsis. So essentially, is this will take two lines. So, <laughs> so there is a man who has a prostate exam and finds out that he enjoys things being put up his bottom. And then these, ah, ha, ha, poor still yeah, after. It's a great joke. Yeah, and it? then these, and then these things get ridiculously larger and larger. We go along, including two small children and the family dog. And on the other, on the other side of this good evil divide, we have the ex, we have the alcoholic rogue cop De Niro, Pacino, knockoff, Baldwin, Baldwin, trying to hunt down and solve this mystery. And that is literally it. <sighs> That synopsis was more enjoyable than the film. It's worth saying people pulled out of distribution, didn't they, after... Oh, uh, not just publicists. Publicists, yeah, yeah, did. Pulled out of this film after seeing it. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to talk about it first before I go into I, I, an I, inevitable I can, rant? I can tell you the problems I have with it. I, I have the problem that it, this guy is... Should we talk about the positives first? Oh, okay. <laughs> the positives were... It, it did have humour in it in the beginning. It was really funny when he started sticking things up his bottom... Um, it was shot in quite a fun way in that it in would start, yeah. it would just it would zoom in on something it was inferring it would be yeah. like the remote control was going up now yeah and yeah but then I mean I get spoiler alert a baby goes up there and then a small child goes up there and I'm like does nobody have a problem with this because nobody seemed to have a problem with it everybody were laughing when he took a baby up his bum I'm like he put a baby up his arse with pleasure because yeah, he, he got pleasure out of it. It's funny, remember? I'm not. I'm not saying it's the actual baby that's the, you know, but... Mm. Oh, God, it, that bothered me more than anything, to be quite honest. I'm like, why is mm. no one saying this? Mm. Yeah. See, I didn't... I didn't have those... I didn't have those kind of problems with it because it weren't... It wasn't serious enough for me to care that much about what it's trying to infer. Okay. The only, the only issue I had with it is the fact it just went straight down the middle. It didn't do... It could have gone either really body hard, body hard, just slocky and big gag effects, which it doesn't, or it could have or it could have parodied the whole kind of cop thriller that they had going on there, because they already had a stereotype cop. They could have parodied it and did a big airplane style parody, and they didn't bother with that either. They just yeah. went. They didn't do either one. They just went straight down the middle with it. Yeah, I mean, on a pure filmmaking level. I, I even don't like it. Like you're saying, it takes itself so seriously and it's trying to play it so straight laced and then it just comes off so fucking beige. It's nothing. Yeah. And it's shot like a TV movie as well. It looks like shit. Um, it's, it, it's a concept that was written around a fucking pub table between mates who are 10 pints deep. Oh, wouldn't this be funny? <laughs> right. If he put a baby up his ass yeah. and you all laugh about it there and then, you don't, Go and then fund a no. five hundred grand movie yeah, about it. Chris were quite right. In the end, it does descend into Dave made a maze territory, without being as like without being, Dave made well a being the absolute work of art that Dave made a maze. Dave made a colon. Dave made a shit dog. No, this director made a shit dog. Did. Yeah. You want me to go? You can go. go I'm going to go. go. I'm fucking going to go. Let me, hang on, wait, wait, wait. We're just going to turn the mic round to you because <laughs> this is your TED um, Talk. You there know you what? Yeah, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, you've alluded to it. I mean, already, um, I, I started off being mildly intrigued, mildly amused by this film, um, even though from the outset, um, 
butt boy is a slur, um, as, as you did so rightly <laughs> align to me. Um, for, for listeners that don't know, I guess I should probably say I identify as a gay male, um, and I've grown up with that thing being used as a slow load. Mm. Um, and I think when you grow up in certain, so I went to an all boys school, and the whole idea is, oh, he puts things up your ass. And there is a very, there is, there is this taboo still, weirdly enough, I guess, in, in straight culture, mm. that um, for guys, that putting something up your ass makes you gay. Right, yeah, definitely. But... It, no, no, 100% it's fallacy, but would you agree that that is Yes, I mean, yes, I would it's say like, that, yeah. Uh, it's that old thing in, in heterorelationships uh, hetero that um, if the guy wants a finger up his ass, that must make him gay and not, right, like, yeah. not, not like his girlfriend. All this jazz. Um, so from the get-go, I found it really problematic. Yeah. And I found it kind of weird that everyone was laughing at this joke being worn thin so quickly. Mm. Um, uh, because, because guess what? It feels good to put something on your ass. You've got a prostate. It's the same as a clitoris. Yeah, it feels right. good. To speak about it in plain terms. Um, and, and yeah, it, it did kind of disturb me that people were laughing so hard at just a, a, a guy putting a thimble up his ass. I was laughing at the ridiculousness it. of it. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, no, I'm not having it at you. I just mean ridiculous. like, I mean, no, at the no, point no, that no, it was no, just no. going on yeah. and on and on. And then you've got the other um, conflation of gay people um if, if we're, well, obviously the the, the 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 protagonist in this isn't gay um but there's there's if, if, if i'm going a causes b causes c um something i've had to grow up with as well is people misunderstanding that if you are gay you are not a pedophile mm. or um a beast filiac mm. um because i've had that before as well really yeah and it's that Jesus. whole logic of adam and eve adam and steve oh. what are you gonna be next you're gonna be marrying your dogs you're gonna be fucking your family cat the no. fuck yeah, yeah yeah no this is this is a common thing this is this is something is you really? see online so much oh my yeah God. it is a real common homophobic rhetoric um that is that is very historical and does still exist to this day in certain generations um of people that um yeah if you were gay then you you might be oh have you have you heard steve down the road yeah he likes a bit of men watch kids around him watch kids around him that is still a line of logic okay um and yeah the fact that he goes immediately from um objects around the house to a baby in a park Mm. uh i found really really problematic and i didn't like that at all um, Agreed. So I completely disengaged from it from that point. I had it gone into schlock territory. Was he putting like buildings up his ass? I might have quite liked that. Yeah. Had it really pushed Took it, it into the absurd. Yeah. Um, a, a film that does something not so similar. Remember Chillerama? Yes. The anthology. There's a film in there called Wadzilla by mm. Adam Rifkind, which is just about a killer bit of sperm. Yeah. Because he um, doesn't come for so many days and it comes <laughs> this sperm and it starts to eat the world. Chillerama's um, brilliant. It's hilarious. <laughs> and that is done to an absurd level. Was this executed at that extreme? No, yeah. It may, it, I, I, personally, I think it could have redeemed itself um, because then I would go, okay, you're doing the joke, and yeah, it might be a little bit problematic, but you're at least taking it to the most absurd level, the most funny level. Instead, what it does um, is play it straight and play yeah. it as a hard-boiled cop drama, which makes you go, you don't even understand your own fucking joke. Like Wolf Cop, it just played for like Wolf Cop for me in, that, in terms of that. But yeah, yeah, shit. I agree with that. I Oops. agree with that. Um, I, I was... Uh, 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 <laughs> I think you will both attest to this. I'm not a snowflake. I'm not no, not at all. No, at Jesus. All. In fact, there's probably a man, a man who makes his own cards against humanity. Yeah. No, I don't think <laughs> there's probably a lot of stuff in this podcast you've had to edit out that would be more offensive <laughs> than this. I don't offend easily, but I just I, I do hold certain I do hold films up to a certain moral standard. I can and absolutely I think see why. I like yeah. films that push. I love films that are controversial and push buttons. Mm. I love Serbian film for that. Um, what I don't like 
is films that try and be funny about something and then really, really poorly execute it and then yeah. end up not being funny. Um, no, I think this film's shit, and I think if you liked it, you're shit too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. If you, yeah, some people. Some people. I, I totally get your point of view on that. Some Absolutely. people will find it funny. Some people will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I just can't believe like the sequence of events that were happening with it. To be quite honest, I mean, there's a scene where again, spoilers. Um, he puts the kid who's come to the bring your own kid to work day up his ass. Why does he stop at kids? I mean, he doesn't. He eventually puts the detective up his ass. But why is he then not expanding from there? Because if he's got I to the stage know. of kids, like because what? We, yeah, spoiling our alert, I guess. <laughs> Fuck this one. Um, what you end up doing is yeah, like you said, this Dave made a maze. You, they, you end up going into his colon, and it's like this cavernous space. It's like yeah. an alternate dimension or something. I don't fucking know how the physics yeah. of this works. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you want more to go there. Like, put a car up your ass. Yeah, he's got this. Ability Which I thought he was to going to do at one point. Yeah. Ass, but he just doesn't. No lack of effort. But he sucks the hard drive up. And, if you uh, could, if you could suck. Oh, this, this is a fun game. This would be more fun than fun. <laughs> if you could suck anything up your ass, what would be your ultimate aim? Oh God! But in terms of pleasure, is that what we're saying? Mine would be Disneyland. No, fuck it. Disney World, bigger. The whole of more Hawaii impressive. up there. Whole of Hawaii. There I can crawl into my own ass for oh, a holiday yeah. when I want. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Right, I think I think we'll leave. Chris, we'll leave Chris, all you, Chris, you didn't answer. What do you want no. to put your ass? Beat that. You. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we mention the short that played with this as well? Because we yeah, haven't mentioned the short. Sure. And they came over. Well, three of them came over here, so it's only fair to actually mention the work they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So the Fatal Collective. Fatal Collective. Yeah, Fatal. Fatal, as in Femme Fatal. Yeah, yeah, totally. So they had a a six story mini budget or mini uh, not mini budget <laughs> mini mini short yeah micro short, short. Yeah. micro yeah, yeah, short yeah, yeah. is the yeah. word I'm looking for there so around two minutes a piece based around various themes some of them were okay some of them were not not great and one of them was just really really weird oh the um, the animated yes yeah, we both looked at each other oh, like Oh. Well, that's the thing. What I was think it? we need more context on that one, yeah, but yeah. maybe we we'll tweet them and find out. Yeah, uh, which is because it looked was. really good, actually. That one looked yeah. cool, yeah. but it was just like, oh, this is art. I'm not entirely sure. It was a lady. I think it's above us. Yeah, okay. I think so. It was yeah. an eyeball with breasts, if I remember yeah. rightly. Just like Why did I remember it even being that? Like, I can't even remember what I thought it was. I liked the boxed one. Box one was good. Yeah, I liked the one with Bria Grant, the ASMR one. That's cool. Yes. I liked the uh, I liked the tutorial one. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah. a fun. I, I like it as a concept as well. I like the idea of a short anthology. Mm. It's like thirteen minutes long, and yeah. it does go by quick. Actually, yeah. I'll, I'll be fair. Yeah, it's thirteen yeah, minutes yeah. that flies by, and there's this. Yeah, there's promise in there. It's hard to um, get your ideas across in two minutes. So yeah, and but I like what they stand for, and I like what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, um, it's good. Yeah, give them some money. Get it out there. Get your, yeah. get your stuff out there. But yeah, give give them some money so they can do next. Right? Yeah, and they seem quite lovely. They do seem nice. Yeah, yes, it was better than Bad Boy. <laughs> well. And our last film, because we skipped, as we said, we already skipped yeah. the last one. In and I mean, I think for most people, this was the the quote unquote closing film. It was the big definitely highlight of, of today. At I, I would have been yeah. disappointed if I'd have seen anything after this. To be yeah. honest, yes. yeah. We are talking about Joe Bezos's <laughs> fourth feature film, VFW, which was amazing, brilliant amazing. film to end on. Great, like midnight beard up party mm-hmm. movie. Um, the audience ate the shit out of it. Definitely. 
Yeah. We were getting hyped. It right? was, yeah. And it, 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 it basically, it plays the audience in the palm of its hand, doesn't it? It gives yeah. it everyone at once. Um, it's Expendables, if, if Expendables were a horror, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, it is a bit of like a revolving, not even a revolving door, just a who's who of kind of washed yeah. up 80s action stars playing these loved Vietnam it, though, Loved it, loved it. Oh, and um, George went in there as well. Yeah, that no. was a that was a no. Cool no. Though, wasn't no. it? Yeah. Is he an action vet? What for? No, he just no, no, he's from Cheers. No. <laughs> um, should we synopsize this then? Because this, I mean, this is this is great. You need to be yeah. This out yeah. So um, there is um, these guys who uh, go to the bar and they're buddy. They're all war vets, and uh, they just chat the shit every day. It, it's a v- VFW bar, yeah. which is a veteran a foreign, foreign war. war. Foreign yeah. war. I didn't know what that meant until I saw the film. It's but... a very American thing. Yeah, yeah. I think um, British Legion would be the equivalent. Oh, okay, of fair enough. Right. Yeah. So at the same yeah, time, much. there's um, this drug being sold called Hype that's like sending people nuts. And uh, there is a girl whose sister has basically, she doesn't know she's killed herself. She did. She jumps off a railing. But, Coerced into doing it. Yes, exactly, by this drug, drug lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she thinks it's a good idea to take all this hype, which is worth everything in the world to him, and go on the run. But he sends all his cronies out after her which are a lot of cronies, drugged up cronies, um, to go get the stuff back. And she runs into the VFW and holds up in there and they help her. And that's it. You've got a lock-in. Yeah, basically it's a siege movie, doesn't it? Of um, Vietnam vets versus um, drugged up punks. Yeah, Uh, it's incredible. And it is kind of executed as schlocky as that sounds yeah it, it really does feel like a throwback 80s it's brilliant it is it? it's like i mean it's a dystopian few, it's like escape from new york robocop kind of Damn. lawless lawless yeah. the cops are yeah. the cops have retreated from this this drug druggy war zone yeah again yeah. darren underscore gaskell um said it was very much John Carpenter-esque for him. Yeah. I mean, well, even from. down to the, the synth score yes, by yes. Steve Moore, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's, a, it's just a great pulse-pounding film, isn't yeah. it, that doesn't shy away from the bread. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't I mean, want, it's, I don't... Lit, it's lit in red and blue anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all uh, neon. It's, it's all, yeah. Yeah, it's all proper kind of Argento colours, and then it just throws even more red all over the walls <laughs> yeah. because of it. Um, shit gets violent. It does. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get too many spoilers on this because I'd like to. I'd like people to go in and watch this. I mean, you can't really give any spoilers. After on we did a minute by minute play of Saint Maud, we're like, guys, we don't spoil this. We don't toy or anything. Like, no, I think yeah, you can. I, I mean, you can't really spoil it. That's basically what happens. Yeah, it's just yeah. a fight to the death, isn't it? It's, oh, it's brilliant. It's, it's who will survive, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and everyone arms up. There's an amazing montage sequence because, of course, this film needs a the Home Alone scene. Yeah, where they're building their weapons and setting traps. Yeah, and it's just it's such, and you know, from that moment onwards, that this is going to be a fuck yeah to the finale. Yeah, and it's, it's 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 really really great. It's fantastic. And Joe Vegas, like they got everybody tanked up before by giving them shots. Gave Mitch a shot. Mitch ran for the shot. <laughs> I don't think I like whiskey. <laughs> no, no, no. With with a quadruple gin in the other hand as well. <laughs> and no, we were just sat there, and he was there. I've, I've got four gins in here. Four gins, you madman. Four nuns, Jeremy. You madman. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, that that concluded Friday Fest for us, and then we went to the Novotel. As we do every year. Have four gins. <laughs> um, yeah, that, but that was a brilliant one to end it on. That was a 
I, I say if I'd have gone and seen anything else after that, I would have been severely disappointed. Mm. So, um, would you just say, just as a roundup, yeah, what would be your film of the festival? Hundred percent Saint Maud. Mm-hmm. That is that is the 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 the, the big classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then little sleeper hit of the mortuary collection for me. Okay, I really really loved that. Um, and VFW, super fun. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm just listing all the films. It was a strong line. It was a really strong lineup. So it's hard not to. Yeah, yeah. I would say it was it was an averagely good lineup. Mm-hmm. I think everything was nothing was atrocious. Yes. that we saw. Well, there might have been atrocious stuff that we didn't see. Um, nothing was atrocious. It was all good, but there were some real good standouts. Yes, I said good a lot. Good. Good's fine. It's absolutely fine. Christopher, I really enjoyed Zombie for Sale. And also, I really enjoyed VF, VFW, obviously, because we're tanked up at that point. It's hard not to enjoy mm. that kind of film when you drown that much. But my film, bizarrely enough, that no one's going to pick as their favourite, is The Cleansing Hour. I love that film. It's fair enough. It's fair. absolutely bonkers. And I love anything paranormal. So just give me a visit. Give me a demon. Give me just ridiculous effects and shit being thrown at people for an hour and a half. And I'm completely on board with it. I am going to just give shout-outs to Sea Fever because that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have got two shared top spot films because I can't decide which one's my favourite for very, very different reasons. St. Maud slash VFW. Mm. Just because I we had so much fun yeah. with yeah. VFW, but then I was so taken by mm. St. Maud. So, yeah, those two for me. What about best actor then? What do you think about best, best actor? Best actor. So, Ghost Waits for yeah. what's in there? McLeod Andrews. McLeod and yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, actually, yeah. Congratulations, McLeods. Well done. We'd like to thank your mother too. <laughs> they always want to thank their mother. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, so we're thankful for. Her. It's fine. <laughs> thank yeah. you, mother. Congratulations. The awards in the post. Yes. Best um, actress. Same. The lady from Saint Maud, for sure. I'm sorry, I don't know her name. And the envelope says. The lady from St. Anne. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I believe her name, she, so she's, she's a Welsh actress, um, which is wonderful in the film as well. Um, mm-hmm. Big, big clue to what's going to happen in the finale yeah. in the Welsh accent and the Welsh language. Mm, yeah. As, as um, a family. Sorry, so sorry for that. Her name's Morfid Clark. Right, okay. And she was fucking phenomenal. She was. A, a lot of the actresses in St. Anne were phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Um, I can't think of a best death, though. I don't, re- oh, I can think of a best death. It is in Sea Fever. My best death is in Sea Fever as well. Um, but I don't want to say That would scene we don't want to ruin. Yeah, the yeah, scene we don't want to ruin. You will see it soon. Yes. You will see Sea Fever soon. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you will be absolutely blindsided by it. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you though, also, as much as we hate, as much as we absolutely hated, but boy, the, his, his death on the podium <laughs> <laughs> genuinely startled me as Rich attacked me. <laughs> his explosion on the podium is absolutely brilliant it was yeah that was good it was he just exploded man he just fucking exploded they do that better in mortuary collection well i didn't see that oh, segment yeah, yeah, okay okay so yeah to round up anyway that was uh Frank fest glasgow 2020 Woo! Uh, thank you for listening uh thank you mitch for thanks for having me coming along thanks for having it's me it's been fun yeah Mercer said too. It's just... It's in your book. It's just not saying anything, yeah. <laughs>
Did you take that from your book? Is that why? Is that why? Oh, we should say sorry. Um, Mercer actually got injured this weekend. Bless him. Not by going up my butt. Not by going up Mitch's butt. No. Um, he he hurt his leg in a freak acid reflux, standing up too quickly accident. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only only way I can describe it. So uh, send a lot of love out for Mercer to get well soon. Because bless him, he needs to get well soon and actually come back and do an episode. Do you know what I mean? But. <laughs> uh, we should mention that um, Mitch is the festival director for Soho Horror Fest. In case we didn't make that clear initially, which will take place this year. Do you have any dates yet? November fifteenth to seventeenth, two thousand twenty. Karma Sanctum Hotel is going to be great. I know those dates because I've booked them off already, <laughs> so I do know those dates. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, come along. Um, if you want to follow Mitch on Twitter, he is at at Soho Horror Fest. At Soho Horror Fest or mm-hmm. at Sky the Horizon. If you want to hear my hot takes. If you want to see. Mitch, on a personal level, go to his personal... Whole pics. Go to my own fans. <laughs> Follow me on Patreon. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> Give me money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come, let's, let's talk about scary shit. That's yes. what I like doing. Get it done. Get on it. We'll let you know anyway. Closer to time, we'll post stuff as well, because it's important. It's a great festival, so... Thanks. It is important. I'm not just saying that. It is Thanks. a brilliant festival. Um, and a cracking lineup last year, which I think we've mentioned many times in this thing, because it was a cracking lineup. Uh, but we will. I'm a little bit biased, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. You might, you're allowed to be. Was, uh, it, was it better than Fright Fest Glasgow 2020? Do, do, do. Oh. Yes. Oh, thank you. You don't have to say that. Yeah. It was but, fucking brilliant. Um, I'm guessing we'll be doing this again soon. Yes, we Hopefully. definitely will. We definitely will. Lovely. All right. Okay, so we'll let the people go, finally. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. To keep up to date with everything we're doing, or if you want to contact us at all, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd by searching for I Spit on Your Grids, Twitter by searching for the handle at SpitGrids, or you can email us on electricpossums at gmail.com.